SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Four and a half minutes after six this Monday evening. Hilton Tarrant with you on the SAFM Market Update for the next half an hour to take you to half past six and game plan. First up, as always, Google it and Fupi has your business news. And this in business today is brought to you by Wesbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at wesbank.co.za. Thanks, Hilton. Good evening. According to data from the Central Bank, growth in credit demand from South Africa's private sector slowed from 9% in May to 8.9% year on year in the month of June. Tourism Minister Martinez van Skalkveik says business events are a key contributor to tourism growth in South Africa. Van Skalkveik says international tourist arrivals grew by more than 10% last year, surpassing the global average of 4%. The minister adds that the business events industry has been an important contributor to the success. The country has managed to secure 88 events from 2013 to 2017 with the help of the South African National Convention Bureau. And the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry says copper theft increased to a level of more than 11 million rand in June this year. According to the SACI copper theft, copper theft barometer, copper theft stood at 9 million rand in May and 9.9 million rand in April. SACI says the June increases are the first since September last year. A look at the markets now. The JCO share index is uh, ended up in positive territory by 0.8% at 40,819 points. The rand is trading at 9 rand 78 to the US dollar, 14.98 to the pound, and 12.97 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,332 an ounce. A barrel of Brent crude oil at $108, and the platinum price at $1,439 an ounce. Thanks, Google. This in business today was brought to you by Westbank. If you need an instant answer to your business asset finance application, then apply online at westbank.co.za. What would an instant answer to an asset finance application mean for your transport and logistics business? Could it be the difference between packing and freighting, or just sitting and waiting? Apply for business asset finance at westbank.co.za and get an instant answer. T's and C's apply. Westbank, we know how. A division of First Rand Bank Limited, an authorized financial services and credit provider. Or speak to your affiliated dealer. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. Seven after six, today's Market Watcher is brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. David Shapiro of Sasfin, market up nicely today? Yeah, I'm not quite sure why. It's, <laughs> uh, uh, gold and platinum shares very strong, and yet there was no underlying news for that. You know, I can only attribute it to uh, views that um, Bernanke is not, not going to taper as soon as everyone... Uh, expected, and for that reason, the dollar weakened and uh, precious metal prices uh, hardened. In fact, they didn't harden; platinum hardened, but uh, gold and platinum shares seem to be in demand. So, it, it, it's, there's, it, there's no big story behind it, but it just lifted the rest of the market. 
U.S. markets are lower at the start. The S&P down about half a percent. Uh, the Dow by a similar number, as is the Nasdaq. It's been a pattern. Hilton, you know, we've seen markets, they, 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 they seem to come off at the, uh, during the course of the day and then towards the end seem to pick, pick up momentum. And, uh, you know, U.S. markets are still in uh, or close to record high territory and, and seem to be holding their, holding their own. But I must admit it's very, very difficult to find any drivers at the moment, particularly in our market here, where we seem on the all share index to be range bound between 40,000 and 42,000. So every time we hit back to 40,000, <laughs> something picks us up and, but we can't quite break through, uh, 42,000. Just, just, uh, I'm sure there are a couple of new highs there as well. I saw Nasdaq trading over 800 rand. Mm, 803. You know, which is, uh, 3% higher. Yeah, which is a huge, uh, huge rise. It's now, I, I was, I always look at the league tables and it's now number five. It just knocked out MTN. Now that's a, that's a big rise, you know. It's, it's two billion odd more that, you know, tomorrow it can, can swing back. But, uh, for the meantime today, it's in number five. Number five position. You know, we always look for champions. What's a Champions League position? You've got it's to be top in the top four, four yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're playing Europa League, David. 52 week highs, JSE, uh, the uh, JSE Limited, up uh, 4% uh, uh. on the back of a trading update. It says first off earnings per, sh- uh, first off earnings rather will be up somewhere between 20 and 40%. Uh. Increased trading, increased volatility. You know, it's a well run business and I think that um, you know, it's very tightly run and, and mm. just as long as there's trade on the JC, they're going to make money. Every time you, you look up a price here, you, you put revenue into their pockets. So, um, and look, it's, it, if you're looking for a very steady performer, the JC is great. Helps being the only game in town. Well, it is, you know, and you've got to do everything through the JC. You've got to trade through it. You've got to do your books through it. They do everything. And it's funny enough, the Competition Commission have never gone for them. I'm, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> we saw credit growth uh, numbers for June 8.9% year on year, 9.1% mm-hmm. in May. So slowing, continuing to slow. Yeah. Look, you know, it, it, it's at levels. It's picked up from those very low levels that we saw down 3 4% in the last couple of years and seems to be slowing down now. And that's, um, you know, that's evident in the retail sales that we've seen. Um, it's a worry as well because, you know, one wonders, there's no, you know, credit slowing down. You wonder where the JSC is going to get its, its momentum mm-hmm. from with mining, manufacturing going nowhere. You know, we relied very heavily on credit and that's, that, that, that itself seems to be slowing. Well, you'll hear from, uh, you'll hear from Duncan Artis in a, in a couple of minutes' time. Uh, five shares are responsible for a third of the index. So yeah. if those five shares go up, the market goes up. Well, and, and those shares, we don't, we don't even dictate that price. Mm. That price mm. is dictated by, uh, you know, offshore. Uh, David, uh, we saw speculation in the Sunday Times, Business Times yesterday regarding the exit of Nazir Patel, the chief, uh, chief yeah. financial officer of MTN. Uh, it was all related or seemingly, allegedly, ostensibly related to the repatriation of cash from Iran through Dubai. Well, and it seems to be done without consent. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that, that appears to be the story. It's not as though I'm sure they thrilled that he did it, that he managed to squeeze money out of it. <laughs> but uh, but I'm so I suppose it went against their governance issues and the way that he actually did that. So whether he thought he was doing the right thing, I think I think it also alleviates a lot of pressure off of MTM because there were views that perhaps 
uh, he was helping himself to cash or siphoning off cash. And, and all he does, I think, he probably did it with the best intentions for, uh, for MTN. Share off ever so slightly today, yeah. 10 cents mm-hmm. lower at 176.20. It's been under pressure since he left. It's been yeah. under pressure for pretty much five trading days, yeah, six trading not, days. There's nothing to turn it around either. I don't think there's, 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 there's big demand. I, I still think at these levels it's, it's good value in terms of dividend yields. And I think both the players, Vodacom and Empty, and still, still remain uh, you know, worth looking at. Results out in about a fortnight's time, so perhaps that will change the fortunes uh, of, of that stock price. Jan Scannell, the MD of Distel, uh, stepping down. He's going to be replaced by someone called R.M. Rushton. He's not even on the board. Who knows who this person is? <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, is it, it's one of the uh, FGR or PSGR company. Mm. Uh, Distel. It's a Stellenbosch Mafia company down there. They know all about it. So, but it, you know, it's not a bad, it, it's got a very strong following. It's, um, it's not a company that I follow because it's not, it's, you know, I don't find it big enough to, to mm. really follow. But, uh, um, if you like booze and <laughs> you believe that we're going to export booze, then it's <laughs> not a bad company. And they're spreading out. They're spreading out into a number of different drinks as well. Mm, they bought a, mm. a Scotch mm. whiskey mm. Uh, distillery not too long ago. On the low side on the market, just to close off with Able African Bank Investments mm. Limited, just above 15 rand a share. Going to fall below that. I, there's pressure on it, and there's pressure on Capitec as well. You know, Capitec just holding above 183 rand. But if you looked in the market today, they were in financials, they were the two under pressure. Uh, on the other hand, just uh, apps are up about 4%, and there's just persistent rumors of the special dividend, and it's, you know, just keeping the share ticking up. We'll find out tomorrow, mm, won't yeah. we? Mm. Maria Ramos joining us after 6 o'clock tomorrow as uh, ABSA uh, reports results for the first half. Today's Market Watcher was brought to you by IG South Africa. Visit igmarkets.co.za to open a trading account today. For IG, being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they They've developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Almost a quarter past six, today's top story is brought to you by MTN Business. The country's largest aluminium products producer, Hewlett, and producer of rolled products as well as canned stock used for, for beverage cans as well as foil out with results for the first half to the 30th of June today. Chief Executive Richard Jacob with us uh, in studio. Richard, your turnover, 3.6 billion rand in the six months. Headline earnings per share, 21 cents a share. Now, there was a restatement of, of last year's numbers, um, and there are some other adjustments. You do say that excluding those adjustments, your underlying profitability is, is at its best level in, in perhaps five, six, seven, eight years. Yes, uh, thanks, Hilton. We're very pleased with the operating profit performance, um, scraping away all the anomalies, the, the once-off items. Uh, the underlying profitability has been has been very pleasing. I think a lot of that's driven by ongoing cost controls and tight control over uh, you know, the, the operation, but obviously also helped by the weaker RAND being a, a majority exporter. Um, a weakness in the RAND, and it's been about 13.5% since your end has certainly helped us. You touched on the energy costs there. Energy, about a third of your of your operating costs. Uh, our LPG prices, our gas prices in the country, among the highest in the world. And we did 
We did cover that on the market update a couple of weeks ago uh, after uh, one or two reports uh, suggested that that was the case. The cost of production and that energy mix, how does that compare with, with some of your global peers? Is, is energy as big a deal in their lives as it is in yours? Look, it certainly is. Um, it's a, a primary objective for us to correct and get ourselves to be cost competitive against all our competitors. And, and certainly what's very much in, in focus here is gas prices. Uh, as South African industry, we certainly do uh, pay over the top. Uh, unfortunately, a number of our competitors are located in the United States, and in the U.S., uh, natural gas is uh, less than a half of what we pay for, for LPG. Uh, we are certainly not uh, sitting idle and waiting for things to change. We are looking at a number of opportunities, and particularly it will be in the methane-rich gas, natural gas arena, where it looks like the playing fields in southern Africa are changing quite a bit with uh, gas fields uh, off Mozambique uh, coming into play. We certainly have a, a wish and a plan to get onto the national pipeline, Mm. Uh, and we are working with a range of stakeholders, including Transnet, including Department of Energy and, and SASAR, uh, to make that happen. Richard, just to close off with, in, in this morning's uh, results presentation, you made a lot about the potential when it comes to recycling cold drink cans um, as a source of aluminium. What is the opportunity uh, here for, for the country and for, and for Huleman? Yeah, look, um, as uh, South Africa, in fact, Africa's largest semi-fabricator, we um, require to buy aluminium and process it. We have uh, in our Peter Maritzburg facility uh, a, a small recycling plant, and we would love to be able to buy more scrap in the South African market. So what recycling, what the conversion of the beverage can market in South Africa uh, what opportunity that offers Huleman is a vast increase in the availability of, of scrap, both from the, what we call the post-consumer scrap, in other words, the scrap that comes off you and our tables and what peop- when people go to bars and, and sports facilities and they drink, mm. um, but also um, from our customers. You know, the, the NAMPAX of this world will have uh, scrap from their production. Uh, they stamp out of a flat sheet the cans and that leaves the skeletons. So the the volume of available metal units now to Huleman to source metal is now much broader. And uh, you know, this recycling of aluminium cans offers great wealth uh, creation opportunities. You know, we would, as, as Huleman, love to be in a situation like one sees in Brazil where the recycling rate is n- over 98%. And I believe uh, well over 100,000 people in Brazil make a living out of picking up beverage cans. So we certainly have some catch-up to do in South Africa, but Huleman will play a, a leadership role in certainly buying and processing aluminium scrap uh, from the beverage can. Richard Jacob, the chief executive of Huleman. Uh, company right-sizing in the period. Fancy word for letting 140 people go, David. I think they've had to do it. It's, I think you know, in the last six years, ever since they um, under, unbundled from Tongard, it's been a very, very tough journey. It's possibly the worst mm. time to have unbundled, mm. given the, the, the financial crisis. But everything has gone against them. It's, uh, and it's, it's fundamentally a well-run company. And... and uh, just, just battled against all the kinds of elements. Even now, you know, battling against Billiton. They're battling against, uh, cause they don't, you yeah, don't produce. Mm, battling against every, the gas everything. prices. 
you don't produce aluminium here. You know, mm. aluminium's uh, produced elsewhere, so you've got to import the aluminium and then export the cans. So, you know, hopefully uh, the deal with NAMPAC gives them some kind of, uh, you know, local local offtake and pushes them in the right direction. I, I, I avoid them for the meantime, I think, until they've really got this right sizing correct and they start to show consistent profit, you know, consistent growth or, or a consistency in their profits. Stock up 5% mm. today, up 20 cents mm. at 4.58 on the back of those numbers. Today's top story was brought to you by MTN Business. With MTN Business ERP, your business reports directly to you, meaning you get a complete overview of your business's operations at any given time. And because it's hosted in the cloud, it's a lot more affordable to get a full resource planning system powered by SAP. Visit mtnbusiness.co.za for more info. Welcome to the new world of business. This is the space station that connects all the media that cover the stories on African business that happen in meetings attended by people that travel on planes and also on trains that connect business centers that handle the trades by means of computers that are run by the people that talk on the phones that are linked by the satellite we funded. At Nedbank Capital, we believe in making sustainable solutions happen. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. Nedbank Capital. 21 minutes after 6, our guest this week in Market Commentator Weekly is Duncan Artis, Portfolio Manager at Alan Gray. In the interview, which is up on moneyweb.co.za and on our apps, MoneyWeb Talk and MoneyWeb Now, we spoke about gold shares. We spoke about the divergence between the big dual-listed shares. We spoke about size. At the end of June, the second quarter, Alan Gray's balanced fund had below average equity exposure, 16% of its holdings in cash, and it's at its limit for foreign equity exposure. I asked Duncan if there wasn't an upper limit of 25% on offshore or foreign exposure, if that number would be significantly higher than what it is. I think that would be the case, Hilton. I think it's something we've been consistently saying um, over the last number of years, and while it may not have worked in the short term, it shows you when the RAND moved. Once it happens, it's too late. Um, and I think it really comes down to, to two things. So one is valuations, and especially a year or two ago when we looked at the valuations our sister company Orbis were finding, and we compared them to the South African similar companies, we found much greater value in the offshore markets. And that just makes sense. They've been flat for almost a decade, whereas our market's up six times. Um, and second of all, it comes to the RAND. And I think we've been saying, and perhaps people got tired of saying it for a while was we thought the RAND was, was reasonably expensive um, a while back. So we're using what we thought was a relatively strong RAND to also then buy better valuations, and, and that's why the offshore portion of the portfolio has got the double whammy. Um, obviously, we run the balance fund you know, to be Section 28 um, compliant, mm. but if we were unconstrained, it would be significantly higher. Um, I've seen some studies that suggest uh, you know 30% would be a neutral level because 30% of your costs are, are effectively import-based, but we would probably be well north of 50%, probably closer to 70 offshore if, if we had an unconstrained fund. Duncan, if I run through those five shares again, SAB, Miller, yes. MTN, Nusparis, British American Tobacco, and Richmond, uh, yes. probably three, maybe four to stretch of those uh, you know, proper South African companies that have come from a, a very strong base here and, and moved offshore very successfully. In the financial services space, we've seen 
a couple of companies try a similar a similar route. I think of something like Old Mutual, uh, Standard Bank to some extent, Investec to some extent. It, it is important when when trying to find these kinds of businesses. You know, the next MTN, the next Nasdaq, the next SAB Miller, uh, the next British American. Uh, that that you that you pick the right one. Yes, no, it's, um, and that's part of our, our job, I guess, analyzing. Mm. Um, I think, you know, Old Mutual, we were fairly confident when it was trading at 20 Rand before the, the crisis that it was significantly overvalued because they'd taken a lot of debt and bought asset managers and other businesses at, at the peak. And I think what even SA breweries, interestingly enough, if, if one had to take a relative performance of South African breweries relative to the stock market, while it was building its empire, it was actually a very poor investment, mm. um, which is something quite quite fascinating. And, and as we know, Standard Bank and Investec have, have battled um, – Offshore, I think what, what we always uh, think about is, I guess you start with a bit of skepticism because we don't think South Africa is as competitive as, as offshore. You only have to look at some of the, the failures that you've mentioned, and we haven't even mentioned some of the retailers in Australia, etc., mm-hmm. where margins and returns on capital tend to be higher in South Africa than, than the rest of, of the world. And it's pretty tough if you want to go and compete in, in Europe or the U.S. There's lots of competition and people willing to compete at lower returns on, on capital. I think the, the hard thing is often it looks um, obvious in hindsight. Uh, um, a share like Aspen, our clients were the biggest shareholders that I think under, when the share was trading below 10 Rand. Mm. And clearly, uh, Stephen Saad and Gus Atrich have done a fantastic job there, but it's often very difficult to to judge over the short term um, if that management team is going to be a management team you can back to grow the business um, significantly. Um, it's easier, obviously, when you've got a longer-term track record, but then, obviously, everyone everyone prices, prices it in. Uh, I guess from what you mentioned, all the new ones, are, uh, we don't see too many on South Africa, which is unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, if you think just about the number of technology stocks you can invest in South Africa, is very, very small after our data listed, and data tech is mainly an, an offshore uh, business with itself. And personally, I think it speaks a lot to the South African environment. I mean, if you had a very smart idea, if you were the next Mark Shuttleworth, would you really want to open the business in South Africa? Or would you go and open it in America or offshore or somewhere which is perhaps more friendly to, to business? I mean, you're able to raise more capital. I guess that would be the, the question I, I would pose if there's going to be another one of these companies um, in the future. Duncan Artis there of Alan Gray. It's 26 minutes past 6 o'clock. For IG being the best CFD provider means finding new ways to help even the most experienced trader find an edge. That's why they've developed an innovative, easy-to-use, and above-all stable online trading platform that operates at lightning speed 24 hours a day. No wonder they're a natural choice for over 140,000 traders worldwide. Take a closer look at what they can do for you by going to igmarkets.co.za. IG South Africa is an authorized financial services provider. Losses can exceed your initial deposit. Millions of people in Africa have limited access to a bank, but almost everyone has a cell phone. So if the people can't come to the bank, bring the bank to the people. Standard Bank is using mobile technology from SAP to do just that. Now almost anyone can pay bills and even buy groceries all from a cell phone. Standard Bank has a vision of inclusive banking and SAP is helping to make it happen. Find out how SAP can help your business run like never before at sap.com forward slash Standard Bank. This Integritax feature is brought to you by the Chartered Accountants of South Africa. In the interest of providing professional tax planning solutions to minimize business or individual tax risk. Well, in our Integritax feature this month, we're joined by Pitt Null, Project Director for Tax at SICA. Pitt, a tax season open. Uh, 1.4 million South Africans, uh, around about, have, have submitted their tax returns to SARS. 
when they've submitted or after they've submitted, uh, there are potentially some problems uh, where SARS could ask for, for additional information. One of those, um, and, and we've heard this from, from some taxpayers and from practitioners by now, uh, relates to, to medical deductions uh, where, where certain assumptions are made and certain deductions are made and, and perhaps they, they shouldn't have been made in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. What what happens now is that SARS at the moment you've claimed medical in, in, in quite a number of the instances are calling for supporting documents. So um, now, apart from the fact that one can make a deduction of your contributions to the medical scheme, um, you can also deduct the fee of those costs of registered medical practitioners and the cost of medicines supplied on prescription. And we find that this is where most people are, are not 100% understanding how it should work. Mm. It's only people over the age of 65 that can make a full deduction. Most of us um, under 65 will just give the detail and that would, would equate to a rebate. But principally what SARS is looking for when they're asking for supporting documents is to determine that, that the, the medical costs that you've put on a return as out-of-pocket expenses relate to registered medical practitioner fees and the cost of medicine supplied. And if it's not, they will add back um, the amount that, you've, that you are not entitled to. As a, as a general principle, Pitt, uh, as far as deductions are concerned, whether you're a taxpayer, whether you're a tax practitioner, you shouldn't just assume that certain expenses can be deducted. Uh, these are very strictly defined and very tightly defined uh, deductions. Well, that's 100% right, yeah. And in terms of tax legislation, um, you know, you can't make a deduction because you think it, it sounds reasonable or it, it should be allowed. It's only what the law allows, and the strict letter of the law, um, in, in, for instance, in the medical cases, I've said limit the deductions to what SARS sees as, as medical expenses. So absolutely right. Um, one must, when you m- submit your return and claim deductions, you must be absolutely certain that it meets the legal requirements of the tax legislation before you make the deduction. Pitt, what kinds of deductions can it can a taxpayer claim? I think we, we limit ourselves now to the, the people. I think the bulk of that 1.4 million would be salary earners that mm. have put in a return because and they were probably expecting a refund, and that's why they made it so early. Apart from the medical, um, you can also claim your contributions to pensions and retirement annuity funds, so, so to provide for the old um, after after work life. Mm. Legal fees, if you enter into a dispute with your employer, you'd be able to claim those legal fees. If you use assets, um, you know, like a computer that, that you work and that your own computer that the firm didn't provide it for you, you'd be able to claim the depre- depreciation on that. Also, if we, we actually get this question quite often. Um, a person has worked and the company's got financial pressures and they didn't pay your salary in full, um, your IRP5 would reflect that and the, the company would recognize that they still owe you the money. But principally, you haven't received all the money then one would claim, make a deduction of what we call a bad debt. Mm. Um, income continuation policy contributions for the moment still, and then donations to approved public benefit organizations. Those are the only ones that an em- employee would be able to deduct from, from remuneration income. Pit is Project Director for Tax at SICA. This Integritax feature was brought to you by the Chartered Accountants of South Africa. In the interest of providing professional tax planning solutions to minimize business or individual tax risk. Integritax is an electronic tax newsletter published monthly by the members of the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants. CASAs have extensive taxation expertise and experience. Consult with the CASA for professional tax planning and advice. For up to date, relevant, and insightful tax articles, visit www.sica.co.za. 
forward slash Integritax. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for Game Plan.